Welcome back to Becoming Your Best Version. I am the host, Maria Leonard Olson. I am an attorney, podcaster, radio show host, journalist, TEDx speaker, and author of 50 After 50, Reframing the Next Chapter of Your Life. I started this podcast because I have come across amazing, inspiring women in my travels. And I like to amplify their voices and bring to my listeners tips about how to become your best version. Today, I, we are lucky to have Erin Mathis, co-founder of The Style Core. She is a style coach for women in midlife who feel stuck in a rut and want to empower themselves to take charge of their future. She helps women up-level their personal style so they show the world who they really are and align their image with the impact they want to make. She applies the same process she used to transform her own image to help clients reinvent themselves so they can confidently show up as the captivating women they are and tell the world who they are through their look. She has more than 15 years of experience in helping professionals reinvent themselves with the purpose of aligning their image with the impact they want to make. Her expertise includes the following, how image has the power to transform your entire life, getting your brand aligned with your mission, how to overcome a midlife crisis and thrive. Use your style to become a magnet for new opportunities and success in midlife and beyond. Now, some people might dismiss style transformation as just a makeover, but as a style coach, Erin understands how image has the power to transform your entire life. She shares more about this in her TEDx talk entitled The Power to Transform, The Power of Image to Transform Your Life. From her hometown in Northern California, Erin coaches women around the world online through her transformational style coaching program called Your Million Dollar Look. Erin graciously has offered her free guide called My Top Five Secrets to Uplevel Your Style to our Becoming Your Best Version audience. There is a link in the show notes, which is at erinmathis.com slash top five, the number five, or you can go to her website, erinmathis.com and check out her TEDx talk at her website. You can follow her on Instagram and Facebook at at Erin Style Coach. So welcome, Erin. Thanks, Maria. Thanks for having me. Well, we have never had a style coach on the show before, and I'm interested in knowing how did you get into this line of work? I mean, the, the listeners can't see you, but you're stunningly beautiful. I can't imagine that you needed any kind of makeover. So if you could share with us, you're obviously, well, I, you're not obviously a woman in midlife. You have told me you're a woman in midlife, but you don't look like a woman who could be even over 30. So anyway, let our listeners know how you started as a style coach and what motivated you to get into this line of work. 
Okay. Yes, I am definitely a woman in midlife. I just turned 50 this year. Wow. Uh, but people do tell me I look quite a bit younger, which is nice. And I do use some techniques in my hair, makeup, and wardrobe that I teach lots of ladies. Wonderful. Uh, but, you know, I have been through a series. I've been through a number of transformations in my life mm. that showed me the power of image to transform your path and your journey and your opportunities. Um, so you know, there was how I got into this work. I mean, I definitely, I share my first transformation in a TEDx talk where I was just quite young. I was in middle school and between middle school and high school, I had this huge kind of gave myself a makeover, got, a, got some clues about fashion. And I even show the before and after it's very dramatic and it really made a big impact in my life. So even, even just in early high school, I realized, wow, changing how you look can really impact the kinds of opportunities, how you feel inside the, I felt so much more confident. I went for things that I might not have gone for before I had felt good about the way I looked and put myself together. So even back then, I didn't even know there was a career in personal styling, but I used to fantasize if I had a magic wand, like what would I do to this person or that person to like change their look? So the seeds were planted. And then I went to a career in graphic design, which is all about visual communication. So it's definitely on, you know, in the line, in, in this similar area. And then, um, ended up meeting and marrying a guy whose mother, Carla Mathis is an international image consultant. She's one of the few image masters, certified image masters in the world. And she trains and teaches, um, consultants all over the world and has for many decades. So I kind of married into it. I didn't even realize there was a career. And we, you know, we, we got along great and I initially started doing graphic design for her, but before long, her and myself and her son, we had uh, partnered together and sort of rebranded and co-founded this company called the style core. Mm. So that's really how I started my, my journey as in this field specifically. Wow, that is quite a journey and a synchronicity that you happened to marry someone whose mother became a mentor to you. That's right. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of serendipity in my in my journey and synchronicity. Mm-hmm. That's a good term. Mm. And you shared with me earlier in our conversation that your mother-in-law, Carla Mathis, has become a mentor to you and Mm -hmm. that she is currently in her 80s. Yeah. I imagine that style has changed both for her and for the world at large in the decades between when she started and when where she is now. Can you share with us some observations you or your mother-in-law have had about how style has changed for women today? Oh yeah, I the biggest change I think is um, women in midlife specifically used to look so much older. Think about the TV show, The Golden Girls. They kind of look like grannies, but they were in their fifties. Wow. Now you look at sex in the city reboot. They're in their fifties. This difference is so striking. So women are sort of figuring out, Hey, 
we want to look youthful and more vibrant longer. You know, we're not going to just cut our hair short and layered and start wearing cardigans in our fifties, like they did on the golden girls. Right. And nylons, of course, you know, nylons aren't necessarily as in fashion, but um, they do cover a lot of flaws that happen on our legs. <laughs> so I'm not saying, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so that's a big change. And actually, you know, speaking of my mother-in-law and mentor, we, we worked alongside and I worked in a background role for a long time supporting her before I kind of moved into a more prominent leadership role of, of, you know, pioneering, I've pioneered some online style coaching programs and I train style experts now. And, um, so, you know, I was in a, in a background role, but at a certain point, she, like many women in midlife, she was actually later, like I would even say like sixties, she had kind of let her style slip and, Mm. and just was falling into that wash and wear convenience. I cut my hair short because I don't want to style it and I don't know how to style it. And I don't really know how to do my makeup anymore. I just do a few little things, but you can't really do that and be an international image consultant (laughs) and have credibility and relevance. So, and I actually share this story again in my Ted talk. So if anybody listening, go watch, it's like a 12 minute Ted talk, but you will see where she had kind of arrived. And then I, she allowed me to come alongside her and give her a makeover. Wow. So I did that and it took a little time because I needed her to grow her hair out. We created this really iconic hairstyle that has stayed with her through today, wardrobe, everything. And she had a big makeover. Then we did photo shoots and put those pictures on our website out into the world. And it made a big difference. Her career was kind of revived. People were traveling. We were in Los Angeles at the time. They would travel from all over the world to train with her. And she would go teach in different places in the world, which that wasn't new, but it had been kind of quieting down a little bit. So that makeover, like put her out into the world with this new energy and relevance. And people would tell me because I was in the background, setting up all these trainings, running them. They would tell me, I saw her picture or I saw her and she just looks relevant. Like even though she's much older, she looks relevant. She's somebody I want to learn from. So I think it's important to learn that there's no, there's no problem with aging. Like we live in a culture that doesn't honor aging very well, unfortunately, especially in women. So we should celebrate and embrace our aging process. But keep in mind that if you're wanting to make an impact with a broad audience, if you're wanting to stay relevant to younger people as a person who's like with it, relevant, I'm aware, I know what's happening now in fashion and news and politics and my, in my industry, um, then you need to be aware of your look and your image and keep it relevant. So I help a lot of women going to reconnect with who they are and how do they express that in the world in a way that's authentic, but it's also relevant. Wow. That's so interesting. I, I really appreciate your sharing the story about your mother-in-law because we all probably, well, I can speak from experience. I definitely have had points in my life where I didn't care as much about what I looked like and didn't see the connection between feeling good and being more impactful. 
Mm-hmm. And especially during the early days of my child's lives, when I was just nursing and feeling like I was just changing there on earth to change, feed and hold young infants. However, I am an empty nester now. And so I'm particularly interested in the connection you have forged between feeling good about how you look and owning your power. And that is a very impactful and powerful way to think about our, our image that we want to project to the world. So I'm wondering if you would share another story about a client you helped who maybe was not in a good place and through helping them uncover their own unique, authentic look was able to use that to claim her power again. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll, I'll kind of precede this story with um, just saying that how you put yourself together can change how you feel about yourself, how others perceive you, and the kinds of opportunities and people you attract. So there's really three ways, three really significant ways that your image and how you put yourself together. So one of my clients um, had been divorced, single mom, four kids. She wanted to date she wanted to find a partner. She wanted mm-hmm. to remarry. And she had, like many women, like you were just describing, and I've been there too, we can kind of lose ourselves in the early child rearing phase of life yes, where yes. it's just all about the kids, you know? Right. And I think that's somewhat natural and normal, you know, it's just, it's a season, right? but you come out of that and it's important to kind of take back put yourself back on, you know, don't, don't keep yourself on the back burner, like invest in self-care in some different ways. And one of those is your image, reconnect with your image. So this client needed to do that because she had some pictures up on online dating apps and was in a pretty small town. There wasn't a huge selection, but her pictures were not good and she knew it. So I helped her sort of shop her closet and, and, you know, do some shopping, put together some outfits, get a photo shoot, get some pictures, hair, makeup, the whole thing. I really help women head to toe when I train because outfit is one thing, but your hair and your makeup, it's all a part of it. So I helped this client and she got, we got some great photos. She put those on the apps and suddenly she was getting action. She was getting options she ended up meeting and she, and she felt, oh, she told me, she said, I, the day we took those photos, she said, I have never felt more beautiful in my entire life. Like it just, it went into her heart and it built her confidence and the sense of possibility and rediscovering herself and just, you know, it really impacted her even personally, how she felt about herself, but yes, then putting the pictures out there, how other people perceive her. And she started to get more opportunities. Well, she met a really nice gentleman from several States away. They began a long distance relationship and he ended up moving his whole life and career, several States to date her. And they're now married. He's a great guy. So it really impacted not only how she felt about herself, but the opportunities she attracted that changed the course of her life and her family's life. 
Wow, that is a powerful story. Yeah. I I thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Wow. It, it just, it makes my heart, you know, so happy and, and I'm still in touch with her and still supporting her on her journey. Um, so yeah, it's, love it. that's why I do do it. It makes me so happy. Yeah, I love it. And something as simple and maybe, maybe not so simple, but something that women in midlife may take for granted that, oh, you know, I'm closer to death than... I was before, why does it matter? But you make a compelling case for it does matter, not just as a superficial thing, but for helping you feel your power and authenticity and relevance in the world is projected by the care you take for yourself. So yeah. I, love, I love what you're doing. So if a listener thinks, oh, I could use that service, how would they? work with you. If I live on the East coast, you live on the West coast. Mm -hmm. What does a typical coaching relationship for the style core look like? Yeah. Well, in the past three years, I started an online style coaching program because I had moved to a small town and I wanted to work with women all over the world. I didn't want to be limited. So even before the pandemic, I was testing out and working with women in this online format. And it was great. So I have this program that I've made very affordable. It's extremely affordable. It's called your million dollar look and women from all over can join at, and enroll and it takes you on a journey, um, over about six months, or you can do it faster if you want, but I just walk you through the seven key steps of understanding your, your style, your image, putting the pieces together, your color, seven foundational steps from the methods I learned from my mentor who has done it all over the world. So they are so good. The methods are so good and effective. And I walk you through it in this online program. There's a community of women on the same journey. So there's that great support element. And I've also trained other style coaches who, who work with clients in the program. So that's really, it's so accessible. And, that, and that's really the best way to, to do it. Great. Thank you for that. I'm sure that people will be signing up and at the very least listeners, do yourself a favor and get her free guide, her top five secrets to up-level your style. So why not? Why not consider ways that you might own your power in a way you may not have thought of before. That's right. And I just want to, this is one way of investing in your self-care, invest mm -hmm. in your self-care. You got to put some time in. And this, this program that I walk you through, it takes some time, but it's not like a huge commitment and you can do it at your own pace, you know, set aside an hour a week to work on yourself. And that, that principle I've found, especially in midlife of really being intentional to take time to develop myself and my personal growth and my skills, it goes a long way. You get it back. Like you reap a harvest from doing that. And then you feel, feel great. Yeah, I agree. Would you be willing to share a tip or two of something that you've seen that is not hard to do that you coach women to consider trying? Yes. Okay. So one of the things that we need to do in midlife is reassess our makeup techniques. 
what worked 10, 15, 20 years ago is not going to be working now. So that little eyeliner you put on the bottom is probably making your eyes look more closed and a little bit draggy. Mm -hmm. So I show some specific makeup techniques that you can try and get, get a, a fast result. So that's a really easy one. So switch your makeup techniques up, get my free guide, and I'll show you some eyeliner. Brow is a really big technique for highlighting your face and, and framing your eyes. Um, so makeup techniques is one. The other thing has to do, you know, I give my top five in that guide. So get a hold okay. of that. But the other thing is, uh, has to do with the proportions of your outfits. Okay. When you wear, uh, like a top and pants. I, I show you with some examples, what does not work and what looks really boring. If you have like a one-to-one -one proportion on your top and your bottom, it makes your torso look really long and your legs look short, which most oh. women don't in, in our culture. It's not a flattering look to have your legs look about the same height as your torso. Right. So there's some wardrobe techniques that are pretty simple. Just like tuck your top, put a belt, wear an outer jacket. If you're self-conscious about your rear or thighs, you know, but there's some techniques that will instantly make your outfit and your whole look more polished hmm. well, and thank flattering. You. Yes. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. Do you have any views on whether women in midlife should have cosmetic sur surgery? You know, I think that's really an individual decision, but my personal preference is to keep it looking as natural as possible. So, um, I personally, you know, I'm trying to age naturally and gracefully, and I, I definitely utilize some of those cosmetic treatments, but in a way that you really can't tell, I think is always ideal. <laughs> That's yes. my personal preference. <laughs> and indeed, you look very natural, natural beauty. And I sometimes feel compassion towards people I see whose cosmetic efforts look unnatural. And it, and it makes me a little bit sad that they, yeah. it sort of conveys the message that they don't like the way they look. And yeah. And nobody sets out to get that look. I think what happens is it's just so tempting. And then they call like, Botox is like the gateway drug. Like once you start Botox, you just do more and more and then fillers. So I think it's just the key is being really conservative. Just try a little, little bit, but you can't always predict the outcome of what that's going to look like right? and right. how it's going to work. So it's a little bit risky, but I, my advice is just be conservative with it and make sure you find a really good provider. One of the things that I did in the last couple of years was I got my eyebrows tattooed. Oh, they look fantastic. You like them? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Natural because too. At our age, a lot of women, like our hair is changing. It's falling out, thinning, you know, my brows are like half gone, which is super normal for this age. Your brows right. are half gone but they can really add polish to your face, like a really polish and frame your eyes. So yeah, it's a, it's a high maintenance every day to draw them on and they fade off. So I, I got them tattooed, but before I did that, <clears throat> I didn't get microbladed because I found a provider who said, actually microblade doesn't last as long. It can kind of cause some scarring. So mm -hmm. I recommend tattoo. And she was so good. I had researched her. She was so methodical. 
spent, you know, more money because if you're going to tattoo your face, don't, don't scrimp on pricing. Right, right. <laughs> Did it hurt? <laughs> not really, not really. She made it, you know, work pretty well, but yeah, just take the time to find the good people. Be cautious. Right. right. Well, yeah. now you can swim and your eyebrows will come off. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's great. You wake up and you got brows, you know, it's, oh, I love it. It looks so fantastic. It. Now, would an mm -hmm. eyebrow tattooer be in a, an esthetician's office, not a tattoo parlor, correct? That's right. Yeah. Esthetician, it would, it would be a brow specialist. And, you know, if you're not sure, start with microblading, but again, you need to make sure, have them draw that shape, make sure right. you like it, get some opinions, some, you know, good friends, make sure they got the shape right. Right. Wow. Well, that is a, uh, some, that is a good tip. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you very much. So the, this show is about becoming your best version and you have shared with us some ways to do that in ways that make you feel better from the outside. And that has an impact on how you feel from the inside. So will you share with us something you do or what do you do, Erin, to become your best version? Hmm. The thing that comes to my mind has to do with changing your mind, aligning your mind, your brain, your thoughts with the way you want to feel and the life that you want to have. So for me, as a person who struggled off and on with depression my whole life and anxiety and negative thought cycles, I have really had to learn how to retrain my mind. I've used meditation and mantras and really just speaking and envisioning how I want to feel the life I want to lead, the person I want to be. That's a daily practice for me. So I, I would say I've done a lot of things to be the best version of myself, a lot, a long list of things, but that is, I think one of the biggest that comes to mind. How could you share a way in which someone can talk back to that negative tape in their head or retrain your mind? Is it, is it a matter of affirmations of just trying to remain present for you or what exactly, if there is anything exactly that you could share with the listener about how to start the journey to retraining your mind? Yes. I think meditation is big because allowing your mind to know how to settle and be quiet and not be full of running thoughts all the time is a big one. So that that's huge. And they show, you know, the studies show it's so impactful on our mental health and our health in so many ways, but let's give it a specific example of a mantra speaking. Okay. So let's say an anxious thought, anxious thought cycle that I've had a negative thought cycle is I'm running behind. I can't get stuff done fast enough. I'm overwhelmed. I can't possibly do what I need to do to get where I need to go. So there's that negative thought cycle. Instead, every day, every morning, I affirm I am at peace. I'm exactly where I need to be right now. The timing in my life always works out for the best. So you're basically giving yourself an alternate contrasting thought. So instead of feeling like this other way, I'm never going to get this, this, and this, and this, you instead speak a positive affirmation and it, it can be hard. I, I, there are days where you just speak it and you go, I don't believe this at all. Like, there's no way I don't feel it. I don't feel it. 
But there are other days where you can kind of find some hope to believe that and try to tap into that hopeful place, that, that hopeful energy and, and speak out how you want to feel in your life and the, and the thoughts you want to believe. Does that make sense? I love that. It's beautiful. And you really do have a confident and centered energy about you. And I can see that you've done the work to get yourself in that space. Thank you so much for sharing that because we all want to tap into that hopeful energy and live the best lives that we can. And there are many ways to do that. So I appreciate someone like you sharing that. I expect that most people who encounter you think, wow, here is a stunningly beautiful woman who seems to have it all. What could she possibly be worried about ever? Yeah. (laughs) And yet all of us have our own challenges. They may differ from person to person, but no one emerges from this life unscathed. And you have shared ways for women to embrace their power both from the inside and the outside. And I applaud you. Thank you, Erin. Oh, thank you so much, Maria. I appreciate that. So I hope that next time in, I'm in California visiting my, my young son, that maybe <laughs> we can meet up because I would love to uh, attend one of your workshops. And I definitely mm-hmm. will check out, I have checked out your website and your guide to five top secrets to up-level your style, but there's so much on your website and your offerings that I have yet to explore and I will. So listeners, do yourselves a favor and go to Erin Mathis, E-R-I-N-M-A-T-H-I-S.com and check out her inspiring TEDx talk, The Power of Image to Transform Your Life. It's something maybe we all have taken for granted that it's not as important and It can be transformational, as Erin has shown us and can attest to with her international client database that consists of women who actually have used their image in a positive way to claim their power and authenticity. So I thank you for the time you've taken from your busy day to be with us. And I look forward to our paths crossing again. Yes. Thank you, Maria, for having me. It's my honor. So tune in next week for another story by another amazing woman about how to become your best version. Thanks for listening.